Here's your Thursday edition of Transformation Radio. Hey, my name's Chris. I'm from Whitehall, Ohio. I had a pretty good childhood starting up. I uh, skateboarded, played bass in a punk band. And towards around 15 or 17, I was in high school. I got really bad into drinking and smoking, which led to, as soon as I got out of high school, around the end of it, I started doing ecstasy. I met someone I fell in love with and slowly got off of that. Then eventually, along down the line, I got really bad into pain pills, and I couldn't get off of them, so I ended up losing the love of my life, my fiance, and I'm slowly about to lose my family right now, so I'm here to redeem myself for that. I was stealing, doing everything possible to get what I needed just to get me through the day. I lost some pretty good jobs doing it, came here to get my life back on track. And so far since I've been here, it's been great. It was kind of rough starting off, but as soon as I got past that part, like I'm like back to the old me, and it feels pretty good. Down there, I mean, there's a lot of people that are going to pick you up. If you're feeling isolated, because I isolated myself a lot, I started opening up, talking to people more and more, and everyone down there has always got your back. They'll go on walks with you, just talk to them. Just, they're like family. It's... And as we look into the New Testament for today's reading, we'll be narrating out of the book of John, chapter 5, verses 1 through 23. Now the Father broke his Sabbath rest to help two sinners, and Jesus followed his example. In the world of nature, the Father is healing bodies, multiplying food, turning water into wine, and so forth. But he takes longer to do those things. Our Lord's miracles are the Father's works done instantly. Whether instantly or gradually, they are the wonderful works of God. And with that, we begin today's reading from the New Testament. May 7th, the New Testament, John chapter 5, verses 1 through 23. Afterward, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holy days. Inside the city, near the Sheep Gate, was the pool of Bethesda, with five covered porches. Crowds of sick people, blind, lame, or paralyzed, lay on the porches. One of the men lying there had been sick for thirty-eight years. When Jesus saw him and knew he had been ill for a long time, he asked him, Would you like to get well? I can't, sir, the sick man said, for I have no one to put me into the pool where the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. Jesus told him, Stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. Instantly the man was healed. He rolled up his sleeping mat and began walking. But this miracle happened on the Sabbath. So the Jewish leaders objected. They said to the man who was cured, You can't work on the Sabbath. The law doesn't allow you to carry that sleeping mat. But he replied, the man who healed me told me, Pick up your mat and walk. Who said such a thing as that, they demanded. The man didn't know, for Jesus had disappeared into the crowd. But afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and told him, Now you are well, so stop sinning or something even worse may happen to you. Then the man went and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who had healed him. So the Jewish leaders began harassing Jesus for breaking the Sabbath rules. But Jesus replied, My father is always working, and so am I. So the Jewish leaders tried all the harder to find a way to kill him. 
for he not only broke the Sabbath, he called God his Father, thereby making himself equal with God. So Jesus explained, I tell you the truth, the Son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the Father doing. Whatever the Father does, the Son also does. For the Father loves the Son and shows him everything he is doing. In fact, the Father will show him how to do even greater works than healing this man. Then you will truly be astonished. For just as the Father gives life to those he raises from the dead, so the Son gives life to anyone he wants. In addition, the Father judges no one. Instead, he has given the Son absolute authority to judge, so that everyone will honor the Son just as they honor the Father. Anyone who does not honor the Son is certainly not honoring the Father who sent him. We're reading Psalm 105, verses 37 through 45. God sent Joseph to Egypt to preserve Jacob's family so they could become a great nation just as he promised. He sent Moses to Egypt to deliver his people. He sent Aaron to assist Moses and serve as high priest for a sinful people. You see, God always has a man or a woman ready to sin when a job has to get done. And he waits for you and me to say, Lord, here am I. Send me. Psalm 105, verses 37 through 45. The Lord brought his people out of Egypt, loaded with silver and gold, and not one among the tribes of Israel even stumbled. Egypt was glad when they were gone, for they feared them greatly. The Lord spread a cloud above them as a covering, and gave them a great fire to light the darkness. They asked for meat, and he sent them quail. He satisfied their hunger with manna, bread from heaven. He split open a rock, and water gushed out to form a river through the dry wasteland. For he remembered his sacred promise to his servant Abraham. So he brought his people out of Egypt with joy, his chosen ones with rejoicing. He gave his people the lands of pagan nations, and they harvested crops that others had planted. All this happened so they would follow his decrees and obey his instructions. Proverbs chapter 14, verses 28 and 29. A growing population is a king's glory. A prince without subjects has nothing. People with understanding control their anger. A hot temper shows great foolishness. Yeah. 
I'm housing this joint like a brother with an attitude. And coming straight, so your best give me latitude. Leaning on my voice from the work, it don't go. And be an FRM, cause the Lord says so, so. Many of us just don't know, don't know. But we'll take it here right now from the boy named True True. Don't the brother out when he stumbles and falls. Just be there to lead on your. Today's In Touch Devotion. Today's scripture reading is verses 1 through 3 of 1 Corinthians chapter 13. If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, I have become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and know all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. And if I give all my possessions to feed the poor, and if I surrender my body to be burned, but do not have love, it profits me nothing. There is no value or human expression of greater importance than love. Paul's incomparable treatise on this subject in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 is sandwiched between two chapters that deal with spiritual gifts. The Corinthians focused too much on their display of such gifts. So the apostle showed them the more excellent way. Interestingly, he made no attempt to define love, but instead described its importance and expression. The type of love Paul is talking about isn't human in origin, but rather comes from God, His very nature. It's unselfish, sacrificial love that acts on behalf of someone else. Since the Lord wants to transform each believer's character into the image of His Son, this priority makes perfect sense. You see, whenever we display such selfless care for one another, that's when we're the most like Christ. The first three verses of this chapter issue us a warning. Without the motivation of love, all our good deeds, even service for the Lord, will profit us nothing. In God's eyes, a loving spirit is more important than all our impressive words, knowledge, faith, generosity, and self-sacrifice. When we stand before Christ to be judged for our good works, those deeds done for selfish reasons will not be worthy of reward. We're all blinded to some degree when it comes to our motives, so discerning why we serve God or do good deeds can be difficult. Pray to know your heart's hidden intentions and replace any self-centered motivations with His more excellent way of love. Then your works will be of eternal value.
imagine what it will be like when I walk by your side. I can only imagine what my eyes will see when your face is before me. I can only imagine. Surrounded by your glory, what will my heart feel? Will I dance for you, Jesus, or in all of you be still? Will I stand in your presence, or to my knees will I fall? Will I sing hallelujah? Will I be able to speak at all? I can only imagine. I can only imagine. I can only imagine when that day comes and I find myself standing in the sun. I can only imagine when all I would do is forever, forever worship you. Only imagine, yeah. I can only imagine. Surrounded by your glory, what will my heart feel? Will I dance for you, Jesus? Or in all of you be still? Will I stand in your presence? Or to my knees will I fall?
Business Network, in association with the Refuge Ministries, presents one of the 40 principles of the Foundation for Achievement. John, this next principle is based upon Proverbs 24 and 3. It's the principle of common sense. Any enterprise becomes strong through common sense. Uh, yes, you know, that's, that is really true. We've used that in our business a lot. 
because common sense has a really high value where a lot of people just ignore it. Uh, they, they they don't mm-hmm. understand what common sense is because they think it's it's uh, it's not sophisticated enough. They they think you can't operate it. But without that, you lose a valuable asset uh, in your personal lifestyle and business and anything. Common sense is not so common anymore. If we can understand its value and apply it as part of our lives, we will have learned a lot. Life is not meant to be complicated. It is only when we get away from common sense that we lose ourselves in confusion. Common sense is sound logic, practical reasoning, and simple equations. The end result of common sense is practical wisdom. Uh, yes, you know, it, it says there that life is not meant to be complicated. Uh, and I really believe that. I don't think life is supposed to be complicated. I think that it's because we lose common sense. We don't make things common. We are just either growing so fast or doing something, and we never have what you call a balance of something that, that's workable or something that's stable and something that becomes second nature to us. Common sense means it, it becomes second nature to us. But if we lose that, uh, then we lose the practical things of life and uh, we lose practical wisdom. So that's a very critical principle in mm. business and in life itself. The prodigal son wandered away from common sense until he was eating with the pigs. He finally came back to his senses, or common sense, then went home where he belonged. Sometimes we get so educated that we can't even think in a practical way. <laughs> that, that's true. You know, the, the prodigal sense of a prodigal son... What he did is he rationalized and he said, well, I've got wealth, I've got things coming to me, and that, that's my future. And he wanted it now, and he did not use common sense. So he went out and and took his value that he had, and he spent it and, you know, just, uh, uh, you know, was not responsible for things and didn't produce anymore. He was not productive anymore. He was a spender. He was a driver in spending, and he squandered his money. Uh, and he had lost common sense. He had lost the value of what was there. And then when, after he spent it all and didn't have anything anymore, then he came back to practical reasoning. Mm-hmm. And he reasoned within himself, said, my mm-hmm. father at home has all this stuff. And I had that said, so I'll humble myself and I'll get back to my father. And yes. he was practicing common sense. He was going back to reality <laughs> is what it really was. That's what it says. Common sense is the ability to reason out problems and find practical and sensible ways to overcome them. Education may not necessarily give us that. We must have education, but without common sense or the practical reasoning, it loses much of its value. That is really, really true. You know, I, I, I've not had what you call a lot of really formal education, but I learned a lot of things through common sense and through following principles. And uh, those go a long way. It doesn't mean that you don't need education. Education is bringing knowledge to you, so knowledge becomes power because you have a greater understanding of things. But unless you put that into a practical use and make that, your education becomes your downfall because you, you t- once you're too educated sometimes, you see too many reasons why things won't work. And so so then you study for more so you think that you, because you'll override those and the more you study sometimes the less you'll believe that you can even do it they see too many pit hole, pitfalls you know but common sense and practical things means that you ride in on common sense and practical things and then you start going even yes. though you don't understand everything and you may not have the best education but you have the belief level now and so you're careful and you walk and make things common to you and so you ride on that train of common sense and that'll get you somewhere. It's gotten me somewhere. We should always have our dreams and goals, 
but we must always blend them in with common sense so they will come true. Otherwise, they will remain dreams only. You know, that's really the difference between a, a pure dreamer and a doer. That's right. See, because the, the principle here, I mean, the, uh, the series is uh, productivity. And that's what we're talking about. Common sense is part of a productive series, which means that common sense is a valuable principle in becoming productive. Uh, because if you lose common sense, for an example, if you create so many things, and just about the time you got something that you created into place, and then you create something new again, and then something new again, so you never get value out of that which you've created because you never write it. Yes. It's like re-engineering and never using your yes. re-engineering. Yes. Once you finish re-engineering and getting ready for productivity, then you re-engineer again. And education sometimes destroys common sense. And so we, even though I believe in being creative and, you know, and re-engineering, I mean, that, that, that's a standard thing. But once you re-engineer, you gotta get value out of that re-engineering. You, you gotta ride that horse in the direction he's going and get value out of it. If you do that too often, you never get value of what you've created. Mm -hmm. Common sense is familiar areas or things common to us. Therefore, it may vary in people. Many times we are taught how to do things in a certain way. This way becomes common to us until someone finds a simpler or better way of doing it. Common sense would then teach us, let's change our ways. That is really, really true because common sense will mean that you'll see the downfall of something or you'll see when something's worn out. You'll see when something has, when, when the horses that you're riding on, you'll see when he's slowing down and you'll take a look and say, like, what other horse can I do? What, what? So you add to and it brings energy to the horse again and then you ride it. But you got to make that common and get the value out of that common sense because if you don't, uh, you will, you, you want to. So the whole deal about common sense, what's common to you should never be stay common to you, yes. which, which means that you got to change with that. You got to understand what the change is and have an insight in that. A nation's culture may tolerate bribes, lying, and cheating. Common sense, however, would tell you not to do it because it is morally wrong and will hurt us individually as well as our societies. So common sense may also become a habit or tradition to us and can stifle our personal growth and keep us bound by tradition. Oh, that's true. I mean, I've, I've seen that in, in cultures. Uh, America uh, and some nations are really high creative, high inventive, you know, uh, and things like that. But some of these cultures uh, are stuck they don't want to change, and they want to have they want to have what American dream is, but they don't want to change. They want to keep their bribes. They want to keep their corruption. They want to follow a certain way that they're, which is common to them. To them, that's common, but they don't want to bring that change because they say, "How else would I do business?" They can't even see business working without bribes. They can't even see it. They think that that has to be, but they won't change. They, they keep their line of common sense as to what they understand and never take the initiative to go after and make the change and adapt to a better way. And uh, that becomes destructive and just disciples our growth. And uh, it becomes our tradition. And, and that brings bondage to us. Even sometimes religious things keep us in bondage. Sometimes our religious beliefs will stand in the way of progress because we refuse to follow truth or common sense. So there's a difference, John, in your mind between religion and Christianity. That's one thing you say all the time. Uh, oh, yes, yes. Well, there's a lot of difference. Religion is what, what you make add to what you call life principles from Christianity. Life, Christianity is life principles that make things work. I mean, they just function right. If you get a hold of that, you can walk. But if you make that a religion, 
then it becomes something besides that, and then the religious part controls you. That that you see that in a lot of different governments and a lot of different religions, that they can't make progress because they're bound by their traditions of their religions. The opposite of common sense is stupidity. How many times have you heard someone say, "I was stupid," which really means he was out of touch with reality? If we follow what we know is right. It is usually common sense, because Proverbs says, a man who steers away from common sense will end up dead. Our plans can be so rigid that we forget to listen to our heart, which is normally suggesting the use of common sense. That is so true. I, there's, there's a, and, and some of these things are, not, are, are harder to be taught. They're more caught than taught. I mean, that, that's a statement that everybody should learn, is that things sometimes are more caught than taught. If you if you teach somebody and saying like that I have the measles but you got the mumps, yes. they'll catch the mumps, not the measles, not what you're taught. So it's modeled. A lot of things are modeled. And so if you uh, if you don't listen and you don't make the changes and, and, and you don't model something, then you get stuck and it, it, it holds you in captivity. You you can't make progress. A man who steers away from common sense will end up dead. We must remember that our minds can get so pumped up that we get on a high and get out of touch with ourselves in reality and do stupid things. God gave us the ability to reason, but also reminds us to stay in touch with our common sense. Plans without the virtue of common sense are like laws without mercy. No second chances or life without forgiveness. That's that's really true. You know, it, it's stated up here you can get pumped up. You know, I remember one time a, a person called me and and told me about a certain program that was available. You know, and uh, I got so excited I couldn't sleep all night. You know, and I got up almost in the middle of the night and I started calling people and people wondered what in the world is the matter with me calling me at calling people at one o'clock or two o'clock. I thought that the opportunity was only going to last for you know a couple of days, and if I don't get these people, <laughs> and I'm sure that most everybody's yes, been into that, yes. which means that it took you total out of reality, and. Um, and it, it became a dream, but the thing is this, the dream was without reality, and then you lost touch with it. And then uh, uh, you don't have no reason anymore, saying, like, it, it's not reasonable, and then, then you destroy yourself. You become out of touch of common sense. Common sense will bring you back to balance and always hold you in balance. Just hold steady a little bit and think twice mm -hmm. and, you know, keep it in a level of common sense. It's almost out of touch with reality, or your conscious level is too too far from your reality and then you lose it. No family, business, or nation can survive without the virtue as part of a planned strategy. Common sense will suggest change or adjustment as you proceed. It is God's way of balancing our plans with his and keeping us from failing. Common sense will give us, number one, a practical mind and good logic. Ah, that's really right, because you practice something until it becomes stable in your mind, and then you ride that horse. Again, I mean, it, it's like... Uh, it gives you good sound logic because you can say, I've been there, done that, you know, and you're, it's something that you're familiar with. And then you hold on to that, and that, uh, that'll give you a really solid life. Number two, it gives us an open mind. That's right, because you're acquainted with the things that you're already functioning in, which means that you have somewhat of an open mind as to for something new because you're now kind of outgrowing uh, where you are with the horse that you're riding. Now you're looking and saying, like, how can I make this horse faster or better or get by a new one? So you become open-minded mm -hmm. if, if you follow it right. Through life's experiences, we calculate and observe things. This should create common sense in us, sometimes called the gut feeling. 
We need to be sensitive to those feelings. They may not always be right, but it may be a warning that we are entering an unfamiliar area. We then operate in this area, either in faith or in fear. It is in these moments when we must call on common sense to speak to us and protect us as we walk through the minefields of life. Oh, that's so true. You know, life is so interesting. but And life is basically pretty simple, but uh, and yet it's difficult. It's like... Uh, it's kind of hard to understand until you get really into it, but uh, it it functions eventually functions by what you call like the gut feeling. You have a feeling of something that you can discern uh, something that's not seen, not heard, not touched, not tasted. You you can you can actually feel, sense, uh, touch, or taste something that is not visible. You can walk into a plant and you can you can hear things without sound. You can sense things that you don't know. Uh, and, and that is what you say. You've established a subconscious type thing that works in you, that is common sense, that you just know. You have a feeling of it, but you don't know why. And so you can check the environment of a plant. You can check the environment of a person. You can read a person. You can uh, discern a person. Uh, without, with, you know, it's just something that's in your spirit. That, 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 that finally functions in you, and that is what you call real, genuine common sense. It's, it's, we call it, a lot of times we use the term gut, gut feeling. It, it's, it's my gut feeling. It's what I really believe and what I really sense. And, and you, can, you can hone that to a point where that becomes your driving force and the control, and you can run your business a lot of times with that because you deal with principles along that line. That's very powerful. The principle of common sense from Proverbs 24, verse 3. Any enterprise becomes strong through common sense. John, would you recap for us? Uh, yeah, I, I think I had a pretty good uh, handle on that in the kind of the closing moments there. But uh, there's a couple things that I'd like to add to that. It's like, it's like getting in tune. If you, if you function in common sense, it's like it's getting in tune with life. And it's almost being led by your sixth sense. Without words, you you just know that you know that you know, and you discovered it, but you don't really know how you discovered it, and you're just kind of tuned in. It, it it's like you just know what's right or wrong. You just have a sense of something, and you can sense it in a plant. You can sense it at home, wherever you are. You can read people and sense people. Very important, and it's also saying like uh, uh, t- making use out of what you've learned. I, I always call it making something big out of something little, uh, or like uh, discovering uh, what life blesses you, how life blesses you, and then just to get value out of it. And uh, but that's that's just uh, common sense is kind of hard to explain, but it's just like you're finally in tune with something. You're focused and you're in tune. You just know how it works. That does it for today's podcast. Make sure to tune in tomorrow for the next edition of Transformation Radio.